This program was paid for by the friends and partners of Bruce Downs Catholic Ministries. Lent 2023 is not that far away. It's a fantastic period of time when we can make change in our life like often is hard to do at any other time. Well, I want to help you have the best Lent that you can possibly have. Each day I want to send you a very short video that you can use in your prayer, that you can use to reflect that will help you get to the other end of Lent and really have had a very successful Lent. If you're close to God, Lent and what we're about to do is exactly for you. If you're someone who's not so sure about God or even Lent, well, this period of time will be something that will really affect you very deeply. Well, to help you be part of Lent 2023, we've made it very simple. Just click on the link below. And then on Ash Wednesday, February the 22nd, you'll begin to receive a video every day to help you in your prayer and in your reflection. Do it right now. Click on the link below. Register for Lent 2023. Wherever you are around the world today, it's great you can be here with us. Today, I want to talk about how do we talk about God and how do we relate to God? When I was growing up, my mum and dad used to say to us from time to time, hey, watch your language. Watch the way you speak. The things that you say, the things that you declare, the things that come out of your mouth are really indications of what you're really thinking. Well, Jesus was really clear about it. Jesus often said, what comes out of a person's mouth is an indication of what they're like on the inside. Our relationship with God is meant to be expressed so often through our words. And I wanna talk about that today because our words can, have, can set us free and they have power. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, it says, For the kingdom of God depends not on talk, but on power. See, sometimes words can be useless unless those words are guided by the power of God in our life to be, to be uh, uh, directed in the direction that God wants us to go. There are three areas Paul consistently indicates that are essential, that what we speak, what we take in, and what we think are critical to our lives. What we speak, what we take in, and what we think are critical to our lives. How true is that, isn't it? Uh, the Bible says in different places, as you think, so you go in our lives. See, self-talk determines our actions, and our actions determine our success, and how we see ourselves, our success, determines how we talk to ourselves. I find myself doing it all the time. I find myself talking about things. I see how that has effect. That then begins to think to myself, oh, if I do that, I'll get this. And then it kind of is a circle that goes round and round that we can affect each other and affect our own thinking and affect the world. In Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life. You can speak life to people. You can speak death to people. I remember when I was at school and I was only in year two, grade two, all those years ago, I was seven years old. And I remember I went to a brand new school. My dad got transferred in his work to a, work to a different place. We went to a, a new place. 
And kids can be so cruel and no doubt I probably was as well. And I remember being in this new school and kids calling me names. I'd come from the city. We'd moved out into a big rural area and uh, it was very different. And I remember just initially when I didn't know anybody, some people called me names. And I remember how much that hurt me. In other words, they were death words. And then I know that there have been in my life people who've come along and have spoken life words to me, who've come along and spoken words of, yes, you can. That's who you can be. You'll be able to do this. You're okay. And and those things have transformed my life. Uh, It says also in the message translation of this, it says, words kill, words give life. They either poison or fruit. You choose. Words are so tremendously important, whether it's directed at another person or our words are directed at ourself or our words are directed at God. Have a look at this in Matthew's Gospel. Then he, that's Jesus, called the crowd to him and said to them, listen and understand. It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of, a, of the mouth that defiles. And then the disciples approached and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees took offence when they heard uh, what you have said? But Peter said to him, explain this parable to us. Then he said, are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands, that doesn't defile someone. See, the Pharisees were really hung up about rule keeping, rule keeping, and Jesus was always about what was in the heart. And see, the old law had spoken about, the law had spoken about the fact that they shouldn't eat certain things, they should wash their hands in certain ways. And if you didn't keep those rules, well, that was, that was against you. But when Jesus came along, and Jesus didn't say that, what Jesus said to them was, no, 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 it's what comes out of you. It's what comes out of you. When you are lying awake at night, just staring at the ceiling, and there's just silence and you can hear the house creak occasionally, a dog barking maybe in the distance, a siren somewhere. And you think about your life, you think about the people in your life, you think about the mistakes you've made, the things you've done, the successes you've had. Your talk, your talk to yourself determines your happiness. Your talk determines your sadness. Your talk determines the negativity in your life. And and so the scriptures are very clear that that we can either speak life to ourselves or or life can be taken, death words can be spoken. And so the scriptures are clear. It talks about what we say to others. The scriptures talk about what we say to ourselves. And then there's a third aspect of it. It's what we say to God. Well, I wanna concentrate for a minute about how do we live in the presence of God? How do we live with God in our life? How do we develop that relationship 
with God in our life. See, see, here's our life, here's our spiritual life, and they're meant to be linked. You can't be, uh, uh, live your everyday life if you're a Christian without it being influenced by your spiritual life. And you certainly can't be a Christian person and your spirituality not affect your everyday life. Every decision that you make is affected by your faith. There's nothing that you watch on television that isn't affected by your faith. There's nothing that you put in your mouth to eat that's not affected by your faith. There's no relationship that you're in that's not affected by your faith. If you're a person who believes in God, our faith and our everyday life is completely linked. So God seeks to be in our life and God seeks to have relationship with us. And so I wanna talk about what are some of the languages of his presence? What's some of the language, the language of his presence? How do we speak about God being in our life? Now we could talk about how we talk to others. We could talk about how we talk to ourselves, and they're all critically important. The scriptures talk about it, but how do we talk to God? How do we, how do we talk to God? The language of his presence. Well, the person who understands that we have to speak in a certain way recognise that we have to speak the place of God in their life. We have to speak the place of God in their life. In, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, it says this. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Who do people say that I am? And they said, some say John the Baptist. But others said Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? I love this passage of Scripture. I read this passage of Scripture often because Jesus comes along and he says, well, tell me what the gossip is, what everybody's saying about me. So they tell him. And then he says to them, but who do you say that I am? What are you going to declare with your lips? Because it isn't what others are thinking, but it's what you're thinking. Any of us have been parents, have said to our children, you know, when, when, when our children's friends have maybe done some things they shouldn't do, we've all of us said to our children at the time, are you going to go and do what they do? Are you going to say what they say? That's not the way we do it in our family. And so, so how do you, so, so here's Jesus coming along and he's saying to his family, the apostles, these people who are with him that he's forming, that he's sharing life with. He says, tell me what everybody else is saying. Now you tell me, what do you say? Because as we looked before, Jesus says it's what comes out of our mouth that declares the content of our heart. It's what is said. Have you ever had someone say something to you and you go, ah, so that's what you're thinking. Ah, so that's what you're thinking. So Jesus says, this is what everyone, what's others saying? They tell him, and then he says to them, um, but who do you say that I am? I wish I'd highlighted that on the screen. But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you, you're Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
Peter declares to Jesus that you are God. Peter declares to Jesus that you're the Messiah. Peter makes this declaration. And what's the result of it? Is that when we begin to state something, we become more convinced of something. Have you noticed that? When we begin to state something, when we speak something, it cements something into, uh, into our hearts when we do it. And, so, and, and because he declares it, because he says, this is who I am, what happens is Jesus gives him function. Jesus gives him permission, uh, a position. Jesus gives him a role and says, you're Peter. Upon this declaration of your faith, upon this rock of faith spoken by you, you'll become, you'll become the leader of the church. You'll have this special role in the church. Why? Because Peter spoke it. Peter spoke the language of the presence of God. You are Christ. You are the son of the living God. We know that Peter would say elsewhere when he hears some tough teaching, who else do we go to? For you have the words of everlasting life. You hear motivational speakers all the time say you should repeat these phrases, repeat these phrases and they'll transform you. What does the motivational speakers understand? Is that what we repeat, what we put into our subconscious changes the way we use our hands and we use our lives. That, that what we say to ourselves, what we begin to see in ourselves, what we train ourselves is how we begin to act in our life. And so what we declare becomes so important. So Peter says, this is the place you have in my life. This is who you, this is who you are. He says, Jesus, you're first. You're my Lord. And see, our words betray our revelation of God. Our words betray our revelation of God. Listen to people when they pray. It, 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 it says something about their revelation of God. It does. And so, and so one of the very first things we need to do if we're going to have, acknowledge the presence of God in our life is to speak the place of God in our life. You are my Lord and my Saviour. In my prayer journal, as I often say, I often every day uh, when, I, when I pray, I, I write in, the, in, my, in my prayer journal, thank you, God, that I could be here. And then I write the letter P for perspective. I want to get perspective on who God is and who I am. And I write there and say, you are the Lord. You are the creator of all. You are the one who sustains my life. Lord, you are the one that I'm coming to to pray right now. You're the one I've come into the presence of. To speak the presence of God changes the atmosphere around us. And when we declare the atmosphere of God, the faith of God, we can walk in faith. We can be bold in faith because we declare with our words and we change the atmosphere around us in our lives. The second area that I've discovered in my life is, is to declare the protection of God. Uh, sorry, to speak the priorities of God for our life, to speak the priorities of God for our life. Uh, have a look at this in Luke chapter 4, verse 42. At daybreak, he departed and went into a deserted place and the crowds were looking for him. And when they reached him, they wanted to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. 
And so he continued proclaiming the message in the synagogues of Judea. Can I ask you this question? In following after God in your life, do you speak often what God has asked of you? Do you declare often what God has said to you? Do you know what God has said to you? Do you, do you have it written down in a place? Now, you might stop and say, well, I've never heard God say anything. I've never heard God speak. Well, nor have I. I haven't heard any, written, uh, seen, heard any voices. I haven't received a letter in the mail from God saying, this is what I'm telling you to do. But if, you, if I was truthful, I think I've heard God in my life in that deep inner place within me that says walk in this direction. And, and I have it written down and I've got it written in my prayer journals and what I can do is I can go back to my journals where I write my prayers out and I've got little yellow stickers in them that goes, on this day, this is when I felt like God was giving me some guidance in this. And, and when you declare the priorities of God, when you can review the priorities of God in your life, it allows you to stand in the presence of God knowing that God is all around you because the presence of God is where God is. And so declaring, declaring what God has asked of you. Maybe you've been called into marriage. Maybe you're called into business in some way. Maybe you've been called to be a parent. Maybe you've got a dream in your heart for a certain thing that you're meant to do. Have you got it written down? Have you got it in a place where you speak the priority of God in your life? Now, you might be in an environment where you can't walk around and say, well, God said, God told me, God did. But in your heart, when you've got it written down, you know that what, what you're doing is what God's asking you to do because it's his priority. There are places and environments in the world today where you can't walk in and say, this is what God has asked me to do. But I've met politicians who said to me, I'm a politician today for all of the, the image issues that come with it because I felt like God, this is what God wanted me to do. I've met doctors who said to me, I believe I'm here because this is what God has asked me to put my life to, asked me to put my gifts to. I've met business people who said to me, God put me in this business for his purpose. I've met people who've done all kinds of things who say, this was God's idea that I'm in this place. This is what God declared to me that I was meant to do. And I wanna say that to you is, have you got it written down? Do you know what God has asked of you? Because as you begin to speak that, as you begin to declare that, what happens is that your faith is built. The presence of God comes around it more and more and more. And you are able to go to that place where you're able to say, this is what God has asked me and I'm confident in this. Yesterday I had, uh, had a meeting with someone and I was sharing with them some of the challenges that, that we currently are facing in the ministry. And we're often facing challenges. We're often facing great times of blessing too. Anybody who is doing life at times will have challenges. Anyone doing life at times will have good times as well. And I was talking to some, this person about some opportunities we have to be able to share the gospel far wider. And to do that, the kind of resources that we have to put to it are great. And they're more than what we have. And this person was, this person when we talked about it, uh, as we shared about it, I said to them, uh, you know what? God will have to turn up. For us to do what God is asking of us to do, we're gonna need a miracle. A miracle is beyond our ability. A miracle is something you can't organise. A miracle is something that you can't do. And, and I said to them, 
Do you know, you, you, the reason so many people don't get miracles in their life is they don't put themselves in the place where miracles occur. And so in what I've found in my life is when I am consistent about what God has asked of me, the kind of person he's asked me to be, and if I stick to that, good times will come, hard times will come, and that's where the miracles are. The miracles are in doing what God has declared to you. But do you know what he's declared to you? Do you know what he's asked you to do? Write it down, write it down. And it doesn't have to be religious things. It could be in your business, in your family, the kind of things that you achieve, the things that you weren't meant to contribute within society and the world, because we're all contributing, aren't we, in our own different ways. And so, so, so to, if we want the presence of God, we need to uh, speak the place of God in our life. We need to speak the priorities of, uh, of, of God for our lives. And then for, thirdly, we have to speak the protection of God, the protection of God in our life. And, and this is so fundamentally important to speak the protection of God in our life. Now, I realise that for some people, this will be unusual. But the reality is we are involved in a spiritual battle, a battle between Satan and God. It's not a fair fight, to be honest. God is the creator of all things. Satan, the devil, he is created. He is limited. And it's like a puny individual taking on infinity itself. But there's nonetheless, evil is in our world. Just turn on your television this evening. Just go on the internet and have a look. There is evil. Evil where people are putting their own wants, their own desires and that base desire to have what they want in preference to others and to dominate over others. And you know, what, what does the devil do? The devil disappoints, the devil discourages and, and, and the devil disables us from achieving what God is calling us to do. And we need to stand in the, and declare with our voices the protection of God, the protection of God. We know in the story of, of Jesus uh, going into the desert for 40 days just before he starts his ministry. And what happens when he's there? He gets tempted by the evil one. He knows what God has put him on the earth to. We'll read story after story. The writers will tell us. And Jesus knew what he was about. Jesus knew his mission. He was meant to go from this place to this place to declare the kingdom of God. He knew what he had to do. And yet the devil, devil comes along and the devil tries to put distraction to discourage, to disable him from doing what God wants him to do. And you and I are all subject to that as well. And we fool ourselves if we think that the evil one is not opposed to us. One of the greatest things that the evil one does today is to basically tell us that there's no rush, there's no need to turn to God, there's no need to, to give our life to God because we've got time. The devil is opposed to what God wants in our life. I'm walking testament to the fact that the evil one doesn't want the gospel proclaimed. And so when Jesus goes into the, to the desert, he experiences Three, three temptations. The first one is the temptation of food. He's hungry here where you could, you know, you could uh, turn all this into food and uh, you could turn these stones into food. And what does Jesus say in Mark, Matthew chapter four, verse four? He says, but, it, but it, 
He answered, it's written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. What he says is my food is not of this world. It's of God. I've got to do what God is asking me to do. That's what I have to do. He then goes up and he, and he, he gets, uh, the evil one takes him to a higher place and says, throw yourself off and get the angels to, ca- to catch you as, all, as if he has uh, almost tempting him with the power to say, you could do it. He said, no, 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 I'm doing what God wants me to do. But he says this, again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Every time Jesus comes back and Jesus is always saying to him, I've got to do what God wants me to do. I've got to be faithful to what God wants, not what you want. And then, he, and then he offers his power and glory. And what does Jesus say in return? And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only, nothing else. And what we see is that if, if we want the presence of God in our life, we have to, need, we have to speak it out because there's life, there's life and death in the power of the tongue. If we want the presence of God in our life, if we want miracles in our life, if we want to sense God's presence in our life, we have to speak it in such a way, we have to think it in such a way that it becomes real in our lives. So to speak the place of God in our life, where's God fit? What's the priority that God has in my life? To speak the priorities of God for my life. What is God asking me to do? And then thirdly, to speak the protection of God because God said, I'm with you, I'm with you always. And as we begin to walk in those things, it transforms your thinking, it transforms your life. If you would just live in the presence of God, begin to talk about, this is the place of God, this is who God is for me. This is what God has done in my life. He's my Lord and my Saviour. Without Him, I'm nothing. This is what God has asked me to do. This is the direction I'm going to walk in. And I'm going to declare that God is protecting me, my family, my loved ones and my circumstances to do all that God wants me to do. Imagine if you lived in a place which you can in the presence of God. And so much of it is dictated by our mind and the words of our mouth and the words of our heart. Loving God, we come before You today. We ask right now in the Name of Jesus through the power of Your Holy Spirit that we would speak the language of Your presence in our life so that it would transform us to be who You call us to be. And Father, we make this prayer in the Name of Jesus through the power of Your Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the greatest gifts that was ever given to me was by a Catholic priest who spoke to me about how I think and how I speak. And it was really confirmed by my parents who had already been uh, in my life, pushing me to, to speak in a certain way, to, sp- to speak in a way that was positive and upbuilding because it affected my thinking, but also affected the environment. And then when I began to study the Scriptures and listen to Christian teaching around speech, the Scriptures are loaded with it, that as we speak determines how we go. The Bible tells us that we're called to declare the presence of God and it's in the presence of God that the miracle power of God occurs. There are so many people in your life and my life who need the power of God in their life. People who are far away. There are many people who will come to faith because they encounter the power of God. Well, I want to encourage you, if you would help me, to share the miracle power of God with people and declare the presence of God in people's lives. 
and, and, and to do so in all the ways we do. I seriously couldn't do this in all the places we, we do and reaching all of the people that we do. And I'd love you to be able to help me to share faith and to declare faith to people right now, wherever you are. And so I'm gonna ask you if you'd go to the Give tab or go to this address and help us to declare who Jesus is and allow people and help people to think through their language and the way they talk about God to be blessed by Him. I also wanna encourage you that as we approach Lent, that you can join me every day and I'd love to be able to, you join me uh, for the daily devotionals. I'll send you every day a Lenten daily devotional to help you walk in your faith walk with God. So there's two things. Would you help me to get the ministry out there by your financial contribution? And I thank all of our Faith Builder partners who help us with that. And also to join us for Lent 2023. Just look at the links below and go to the Give tab and I pray that you're blessed. Lord God, I just pray that we would come into a deeper place of your presence, that this Lent we would experience your presence. And we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' Name. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us. Look forward to seeing you next time. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you. This program was paid for by the friends and partners of Bruce Downs Catholic Ministries.